are listening to the Innovo Podcast, a ministry of Innovo Vineyard Church in Wichita, Kansas. To learn more about Innovo, you can visit us online at innovovineyard.com. We hope you enjoy this message from God's Word. Well, hey, it's good to give the Word today, so I'm excited. Uh, I was clapping for Arnott next, just so you know, not, the, not because I'm not speaking next week, although I will enjoy a day off, but I'll be speaking Christmas Eve a little bit, so Christmas Eve will be good. Um, we've been in a series called, oh, by the way, too, I, uh, you know, we got these Christmas presents up on the walls, and it's kind of a guide for my family that I will, I will accept no Christmas presents smaller than these ones that are on the wall, so that was kind of, it's kind of our standard this year, my standard. <laughs> so, <laughs> go big or go home. That's, that's my philosophy and presence. We've been in a series called Enjoying the Gift of the Holy Spirit at Christmas, and we're focusing on how the Holy Spirit moved in, during the, the birth of the Lord Jesus in people's lives, and we're using that as a mirror of how He wants to move in our lives. You know, a dynamic relationship with the Holy Spirit is just such a privilege and a blessing, and... Um, we started talking about, you know, who is the Holy Spirit, and we talked about how the Holy Spirit is the gift of live and help. When you decide to follow the Lord Jesus, He moves in to your life and is there to help you. Uh, we talked about what does the Holy Spirit do, and we talked about how He wants to be our life coach. He wants to help us flesh out truth in our lives and how we live it, and He takes the substance of heaven and he, he wants to bring it into the physical realm in your life. And that goes for healing and, and peace. Anybody need any peace? You know, other resources, um, spiritual realities. He wants to take from the heavenly realm and bring it into your personal life. And, and you know, it's, it's funny. We know so much, but we don't always put it into practice. And so this has been an opportunity for me just to remember to keep asking the Holy Spirit to do this in my life. So we've got all these hospital bills, and we are not in, we're not in dire straits, so don't worry, but we got a good little bit of hospital bills through my latest ordeal. And I do like King Hezekiah did in the Bible. King Hezekiah got a letter threatening the city, and he took it before the Lord physically and just laid it out before the Lord and say, see, Lord, what do you think about this, you know? So I do that with my bills sometimes and different things. So I have a problem. I'll, I'll, lay, I'll take it to the Lord, literally, you know, my prayer time, and I'll say, Lord, what, hey, hey, I got these bills, and Lord, would you take the resources of heaven, the spiritual resources you have, and Lord, would you bring those to earth in my life? That's what he wants to do. And I prayed that, and you know, that, ap- and this is, this is an example for us, I think, that afternoon I got a check in the mail for a good little bit of money, unexpected, I didn't, I didn't, people didn't know I had a need necessarily, and this thing that shows up, and my first my first inclination was, well, you know, I don't know if they can afford that or not. I think I might just not cash it. And the Holy Spirit kind of spoke to me and just said, you know, you remember you, you laid that out before me that morning and you prayed and I'm meeting your need through this. So just shut up and take that money, you know? So I'm kind of like, I don't know if he said shut up, but it was kind of implied, I think, you know? So I just thank the Lord. So, I mean, and he, he just wants to do that in our lives. He as followers of the Lord Jesus, resources should not be our problem because He has all resources. We have to learn to cooperate with Him. And especially as we're, as we're living for Him and using these things for His glory, 
He wants there to be a flow of things from the Spirit into the physical for us, healing and different things. So I hope that's an encouragement for you. Today I want to talk about experiencing the Holy Spirit, experiencing the Holy Spirit. Now this might seem obvious, but I think a lot of people miss this. You know, when you step across the line of faith, you start following the Lord Jesus, you know, the Spirit moves into your life, and it's a miracle that the Lord Jesus made available for us. But for many people, that's as far as it goes. Just that knowledge that the Holy Spirit is in them, you know, is as far as it goes. They never experience His presence or His power. And God wants you to experience His presence and His power. And that's a tragedy because God didn't do all this. The Lord Jesus didn't die on the cross to give us what we need just so you can be in a better mood. Just so you can feel better, you know. And the the Holy Spirit certainly does that in our lives, that assurance and security. But he He wants to manifest the resources of heaven into your life. And that's what, he, that's what he wants to do. He wants you to encounter him and interact with him on a daily basis. So today I'm just going to show a scripture uh, from Galatians that Paul wrote to talk about how we experience the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to use some Christmas examples out of Luke chapter 2 to kind of talk about what this looks like in our lives. So if we can stand together, and if anybody would like to read this, it's on two slides, Galatians 5, 16 through 18, and verse 25. If somebody could read for us. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the desire of the flesh is against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, in order to keep you from doing whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. If we live by the Spirit, let's follow the Spirit as well. All right, thank you. And may I say, you're developing a really nice reading voice, public reading voice. Did you hear that? It had, it had authority in it and a depth to it. I, was, I'm, I'm, I like it. Um, there is a lot in that passage, and we're going to dig into some of that, but there's some I'm going to save for another time, because it is, it is rich with a lot of things, uh, talking about the laws of the Spirit. We'll get into that maybe at the end of this series. But the Paul, Paul uses three verbs in this passage that help us experience the Holy Spirit. He says us, walk in the Spirit, be led by the Spirit, and live in the Spirit, or live by the Spirit. And we're going to talk about those today. And again, God wants us to experience Him. Let me say that again. God wants you to experience Him, not just know about Him. In our culture, we think if we know about something that we've experienced it. You know, we, we studied about it and we understand it, like intellectual knowledge is the same thing as experience, and it's not. It's not enough to know about God. A lot of people know about God, but they don't know Him, you know? And He wants us to know Him experientially. And to experience something, you've got to be in it. If you want to experience something, you've got you to be, be right in there. Mary and I got to go to Hawaii if, uh, years ago. It was probably, I guess, 20 years ago, 21 years ago, we went to Hawaii. And, you know, I'd read about Hawaii... I'd seen pictures. I watched Hawaii Five-0 when I was a teenager. Actually, I was older, younger than a teenager. You know, uh, I, I've heard Hawaiian songs. You know, but we experienced Hawaii, and it was wonderful. We went out on magic sand beach. You know, there's beaches with different color sand. There's an emerald green beach and a black sand beach. Uh, we experienced that. 
We went fishing miles offshore and caught fish. We went to a luau with Hawaiian food and uh, entertainment. We went to a pineapple plantation and ate pineapple. Let me tell you, pineapple is different in Hawaii. It tastes wonderful. We met people who lived there. We experienced Hawaii, and it was more than just knowing about Hawaii intellectually. We got to taste it and smell it and live it for about a week and a half. God wants to be encountered, and he has experiences for you. You know, I'm not going to go into a lot of my experiences personally, but I want you to know he has experiences of holiness and cleansing for you in your life. There's times where the Holy Spirit will just meet you and he will just lead you into getting free from some stuff. And he'll just come in power and do that. Uh, He'll come with experiences of compassion and just break your heart for something that you never cared about before. And you'll experience deep emotion. He has a baptism of the Holy Spirit for you. Fillings, gifts of the Spirit, fruit of the Spirit, uh, anointings of the Spirit. God wants you to experience Him. And the Holy Spirit, He will lead you into experiences. Not for experience sake. You know, there, there are circles or thoughts that we just want to experience the next big thing. It's not for experience sake, but experience is important. I dated my wife Mary because I wanted to experience her. I didn't want to just know about her from a distance. I wanted to come close, and I wanted us to to do life together and experience her. God wants the same thing. So he says there's three ways Paul says that we can do this, and the first one is this. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Now, this is probably really difficult for us because none of us have ever walked before. Have we? How many of you have walked before? We walk every day, don't we? Okay, what does it mean to walk? This is really deep. What does, it, what does it mean to walk? Okay, to move. One foot in front of the other. Yeah. Um, what does it mean to walk with somebody? When we walk with somebody, you know, we go the same direction. We pace together. You ever watch people walk? And if they're about the same size as they, as they walk... Their, their legs will be in stride with each other. It's funny, it just, it just kind of happens. When you walk with somebody, you begin just to pace with them and stride with them as well. Uh, when you walk, usually you, you talk and have conversations, uh, you, things you see, things about life, and you experience each other's company. That's what it means to walk with somebody. Um, and that's what it's like to live with the Holy Spirit, to walk with the Holy Spirit. We, we pace with Him, we go the same direction, we talk and dialogue and experience Him. Um, and when we walk with Him, we engage with Him and have this active dialogue with Him throughout our daily life. As you go through your day, the Holy Spirit doesn't want to be just in you. He wants you to have a conversation with Him that lasts the entire day. Not one continual conversation, but just to, to talk to Him about life and what you see and experience and feel. And if you're like me, I invite him into my day. He's already there, but it's a two-way street. I say, God, I want you to be part of my day. Holy Spirit, I want to hear from you. I want to know what you think and feel. I want to experience you today. I want you to lead me into ministry opportunities. I want you to help me be aware of things I need to be aware of. I, I miss things sometimes. I miss the obvious sometimes. I'm like a lot of men. There's something obvious that needs attention. I just, I'm just oblivious, you know. Holy Spirit, lead me into the things that I need to 
to, to see and, and be involved in. And I make him a priority and I invite him in. Now, don't raise your hand, but when's the last time you invited the Holy Spirit to walk with you on one of your days? You just woke up and you said, Holy Spirit, I just want to do this day with you. I invite you into my life. I invite you to speak. That's something that we want to do because he will do that if you ask him to do that. And it's, it's kind of cool the way I do it. Three, four, five times a day, just a few minutes at a time, I'll just say, Holy Spirit, what do you think about that? Or he'll, he'll impress something on me and I'll talk to him about it. He'll bring it up sometimes. I bring up something. I heard someone, get, someone sent me a link of a, 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 a sermon from somebody the other day. And I, and I listened to it. I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. And I'm trying to process. So I just asked the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you think about that? Got some impressions from him about that. And it really helped my perspective. But three or four minutes at a time, five, six, seven times a day, just a, just a, just a quick little interaction and conversation. If the Holy Spirit is in you, which He is, you can do that. He's in you for a purpose. For, there's a lot to it, but that's just a, a very simple way. We thank Him for things. We focus attention on Him. And it's, it's meant to be a lifestyle, not just one day a week. And this is the cool thing. When you talk to Him, He, he talks back. Now, not necessarily in an audible voice, but He could do that if He wants to. But he will, he, will, he will put downloads in your brain, in your spirit. Uh, he will give, uh, I think Mike Bickle calls it distinct but subtle impressions of what he's thinking and feeling. They're distinct. You, you, you get to learn that it's him. Not everything that comes into your mind is the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? But you get these distinct impressions of, of what he's thinking. And when he does that, he releases, his, he releases power and love into your life. When you do that, when you, when you interact with him, you say something, you get an impression from him. He doesn't just speak to you, but he makes these deposits of his love and of his power into you when you do that. And it's what changes us, that interaction. You imagine you can be a Christian for years and not do this. You can be a, a, a Jesus follower but not have that interaction with the Holy Spirit. And, and that, that's what we want. You know, he releases these deposits of his power on our emotions, on our bodies, and on our minds. We need that. We need mental help sometimes. <laughs> we need emotional help, you know, in our, in our bodies as well. And that's good for us. And it's just, it's just how we do life. You know, we don't just have a, a once a week experience with the Holy Spirit called Sunday morning church. Think about how we do food. You know, do you have one meal a week and it sustains you for the whole week? No, we eat, I eat like five meals a day. I'm a grazer. Any, any grazers in here? I'll just sit there. If I have food in front of me, I'll just, sit, I'll just eat all day long, you know? It's a good picture of my interaction with the Holy Spirit, what it could be. Um, but but we, we do it daily and it, and it matters. And uh, life is released. I love what Romans 8, 11 says. Romans 8, we'll jump back into this later uh, in this series, but it says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And, and that's part of that continued fellowship and dialogue 
With him, he gives life to our mortal bodies. And put that first scripture back up. I want to touch on this, but I'm not going to dig into it because it'll get too complicated. But when you walk in the Spirit, what's, what's going to happen? You will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Now, that's not necessarily negative things, but it's just desires that just come from us and don't necessarily come from the Lord. You know, there's, there's, all kind, there's some desires. I have some messed up desires in my life that I'm trying to submit to the Holy Spirit. We're a mixed bag, aren't we? We crave some things that are awesome. We crave some things that are messed up, you know. And, uh, but when we walk with the Spirit, God gets involved in those desires, and He directs things to Himself. And we're not, we're not led by our desires. We're not people that just go, we're just being driven by what we desire, not what's best for us sometime. And uh, it subdues our cravings, and it helps. And as he gets in your life, he talks you out of quitting. <laughs> you know, you ever think I want to quit? Sometimes, <laughs> you know, we're, we, we want to quit sometimes, you know, our marriages. We want to quit our responsibility as a parent. We want to quit learning. We want to quit following Jesus. You know, there, it's easy to quit. But he'll, 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 he'll encourage us to stay engaged with him on our journeys, we want to quit our jobs. You know, people just, they just get some emotional, someone offends them, or the boss does something stupid, or I don't like this, and they just quit. And I tell you, I never quit until I've heard from the Lord. It's easy to quit. It's easy just to walk away. You know, we need to hear from the Lord for these things. He makes it harder to quit. There's a time to quit. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I don't do it on a whim or out of just an instant desire. He talks us out of sinning. You know, I still have battles in my life where, where I want to do things that aren't pleasing to the Lord. And that dialogue with the Holy Spirit, He, he helps me with that and gets me more focused and doing the right thing. And, you know, I think all of us have heard from the Holy Spirit when we're getting ready to hit a brick wall, when we're getting ready to crash and burn. You ever heard that? Where you're about ready to go off the rails and it's going to be bad. And the Holy Spirit says, stop. <laughs> you know, or He tells, hey, don't, don't do that anymore. He'll speak to you. We've all experienced that. But what I'm talking about, you know, you get that, and we need that sometimes, but you get that daily interaction of the Holy Spirit guiding you in little and big decisions all through the day. And that's good for us. We get the fruit of the Spirit as part of that. Let me read this to you, Galatians 5, 23 and 24. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love and joy and peace. Those are, those are Christmas qualities we talk about, but all the time. Patience, ugh. kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, self-control. We get spiritual gifts as part of that, where, and we're going to talk about this in our class on Wednesday nights, but you know, when there's a need for the moment, you're in, you're in, a, in a situation where someone needs you know, healing, or someone needs peace, or someone needs to hear from the Lord. And guess what? You don't have to call Greg to come and pray for your friend. The Holy Spirit can give you the resource that that person needs as you follow him. And um, John Wimber said, you're like the mailman, which I love that illustration because I can relate to it. You, don't, you didn't write the letter, but you hand it to the person. It's a letter from the Lord. You didn't, you didn't create the healing, but God gives you the healing for that person. 
And as you just walk through life, God will, God will give you those things for people. As you do it, see, it's just part of a daily relationship and walk with Him. He'll give you the leadership, the leading and the coaching that you need to make good choices and to get where He wants you to go. And it's good for us. Um, so not only will we overcome the power of lust and desires that are negative, we're going to get to encounter the Holy Spirit, and we're just going to have a vibrant relationship with the Lord. And that's awesome. There's a verse, I can't remember, it just popped in my head, where God, I think Paul wrote, he said, you don't even need anyone to teach you because the Holy Spirit will teach you. And it's good to get teaching, and we need those relationships, but the Holy Spirit can be so active in your life, He's going to show you what to do and what not to do. And that's good for us. So we need to walk in the Spirit. The second one is this. Um, it says, as we do this, we are led by the Spirit. So walking, we get that because we're, we're walking. How many of you like to be led? Eh, sometimes. How many of you like people to tell you what to do? Sometimes. Not too much, <laughs> you know. Uh, when we're led by the Spirit, the Spirit will, will give you impressions on some things to do and not to do. He'll lead you. He'll, he'll lead your direction. If you're walking with somebody and you're talking and they kind of change direction, well, I guess if you're stubborn, you can just kind of keep on walking the direction you're going. But if you're pacing with that person, if they change direction, like we, we walk in the nature center, the Pawnee Prairie Nature Center, and there are times when the path splits and you can go right or left. And depending on who is leading in our, in our excursion, Mayor or Jules or myself, the person leading might, might choose a different path. It might not be the path I would think, but you know, either I can follow that person down that path or I can go a different way. And sometimes just to be funny, we'll go a different way just to send, kind of see who's going to get there first. Usually, they, Sometimes they come back together. Sometimes they lead us in opposite directions. But the Holy Spirit, as you're walking through life with Him, He will pivot and change direction a little bit and want you to pivot and change direction with Him. And we want to let him lead us. And that, and that can be hard because we could be stubborn. I'm going to go where I want to go. But the Holy Spirit says, no, let, let me lead you. You know, let me lead you in your thoughts, what you're thinking and how you think. Let me lead you if you're thinking things that are just kind of holding you back or making you frustrated or thoughts of anger or revenge or lust. Let me lead you in your thoughts. Let me lead you in your, in your words that come out of your mouth. This is a good one for me sometimes. The Holy Spirit will show me what to say or just tell me to, to shut up thing. You don't need to say that. Just shut up, you know. And, that, and that's good for me too sometimes, that we honor the Lord and honor people with our words. Um, you know, we honor the Holy Spirit's leadership when, we, when we, we follow Him, when He goes down that other path. Not just in big things, sometimes in big things, you know, uh, but in little things. You know, in big things, I'll never quit a job unless the Lord tells me it's time to quit. I'll never move to a different city. We've moved a lot for the ministry and different things. People will just, on a whim, I just want to move, and they'll just go move. I'll, I never move unless I hear the Holy Spirit say move. You know, um, there are things He will give you direction. I, I, I want to know His timing. It can be the right thing to do, but the wrong timing. We had a sense where Mary and I were driving from, my parents lived in Illinois, we lived in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we'd drive up through Louisville, Kentucky, and kind of saw, it was about a 10, 11 hour drive, 13 hours. And once we're driving through Louisville, Kentucky, coming home, and I just got this impression from the Holy Spirit, uh, you need to move here. 
And it was just, it was kind of startling. And I'm thinking, huh. Well, I just kind of put that in my back pocket. And, and, and I don't know if, how many months later, Mary and I were talking. She goes, you know something weird? We're driving through Louisville, Kentucky. And I just felt like we needed to move there. And I said, really? Well, I just had this distinct impression from the Holy Spirit, the exact same thing. So we committed it to prayer. And then lo and behold, Mary's uncle, with us ever, not ever saying anything to him about this at all, bought a business that he should not have bought because <laughs> he's big hearted and he wanted to help a friend. And then he didn't know how to run it. And he called us and said, hey, um, I just, you know, I bought this business and I think with your background, you could run it for me. Would you guys consider moving up here and leading this business for us? And it was perfect. But you know, based on our feeling that God wanted us to move to Louisville, a year before, I, we had gone up there, and I, and I just started applying for jobs. I'm thinking, if the Lord says move, then He must have a plan. So I went and applied at the newspaper, Louisville Courier-Journal, and just by faith, we went up and applied for jobs, because we felt like the Lord said move to Louisville. And the, the Courier-Journal called me and, and offered me a job. And I had worked for a newspaper in Chattanooga. That's what I was doing, so I knew the newspaper industry. But Mary was pregnant. We didn't hardly know anybody in Louisville. And I just had this sense that it's just not the right timing. I get offered, God says move to Louisville. We, we get a job invitation, but yet I felt like it wasn't the right timing. So I'm thinking, well, if this is really the Lord, he'll work it out. So I turned down the job and we had the baby and hung out. And then Mary's uncle bought that business and we ended up moving to Louisville, Kentucky. And where we encountered the Lord in some ways, it just changed the direction of our life. It was totally a God thing. But back to say, I, you know, we need, to, we need to expect the leading of the Holy Spirit in our big decisions. But the way you flesh that out is in the small decisions of life, the little things, the little impressions that the Holy Spirit gives you. If you don't follow the little impressions, you're not going to be able to do the big impressions. If you can't trust Him for the little decisions you're not going to trust Him for the big decisions. So in those little daily things of life, as you trust Him and you obey and you do it, what He says, it, it gets you ready for the bigger things that you really need His direction for, you know? And we just cultivate that awareness of His presence in our life. Um, plus, we have to understand that these leadings of the Holy Spirit just aren't for your consideration, they're not just for my consideration. As the Holy Spirit tells me what He wants me to do or what not to do, yeah, there's some freedom in that and there's some choice in that sometimes, but sometimes the Lord tells me something that He wants me to do. And it's not like, well, thank you for your input, Holy Spirit. I'll think about that and if I want to do it, I'll do it. And if I, won't, if I don't, I won't. You know, we have, to be, we have to be careful with that because we have to remember his, the Holy Spirit is God and He's Lord. And we want to follow his impressions. We, need to, we practice obedience by doing what he asked us to do. Now, I want to say this in a way that's, that we can understand it. So let me give this example. A lot of us are led by our own wisdom. Okay? Often it's wisdom that comes from the Bible. We read the Bible. We learn and grow. But then when it comes time to make decisions, we just listen to our own minds. Okay? And we do what our own minds say. And we try to divorce ourselves from the leading of the Holy Spirit by just going on our own wisdom and our own thinking, even if it's Bible-based thinking. 
We want to be people that learn to do what the Holy Spirit prompts us to do because we don't understand the timing. We don't always understand what's going on in the situation. We can have Bible knowledge, but, it's, but just acting on the knowledge is not necessarily the same thing as obeying the Holy Spirit. We call it wisdom that makes it sound Christian, <laughs> you know, but sometimes we're actually in disobedience because we're going on our own wisdom and not the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, everything the Holy Spirit leads you to do will line up with the Word of God. It will line up with the Word, but just because you're following the Word doesn't mean that you're following the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? We want to we follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit that line up with the Word. Because um, the Spirit knows exactly what's going on. So let me give you an example. This is our, this is our Christmas illustration. A guy named Simeon in Luke 2, 25-35. So let me read this. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, okay? And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah, or Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, then Simeon took him in his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Lord, you are letting your bondservant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all the peoples, a light of, for revelation for the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. This is one of my favorite accounts in the Christmas story. Um, in, in their day... When a baby was born, after eight days, uh, the family would go to the temple, and the woman would receive some ritual cleansing and do a sacrifice, and they would circumcise ooh, the baby on the eighth day, you know, and a local rabbi would usually meet them at the temple. If you're far from the temple, the local rabbi would meet you at home, and you'd kind of do that in the house, but they were like 15 miles from Jerusalem, so they went to the temple in Jerusalem to do this. And the temple was the center of community for the whole nation. And there's this guy named Simeon, and his name means one who hears. And the Bible says there are three things about Simeon that were cool. He was righteous, he followed the Lord, he had high standards, he was devout, he had this dynamic relationship with the Holy Spirit that we're talking about here. He was led by the Holy Spirit, he had conversations with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit was on him. Okay, what does that mean? I thought when the Holy Spirit comes, He comes in you, but there's also some outer anointings of the Holy Spirit in your life too that we'll talk about. And He was waiting for the, the Holy Spirit's promise. God wanted to do something really cool for us. He wanted to send the Messiah to pay the penalty for our sins so that we could be in relationship with God. And Simeon wanted this too, and he was praying for that. And the Holy Spirit, in that, I think in that dialogue that he had with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit said to him, Simeon, you're not going to die until you see the Messiah. Could you imagine a promise like that? Now, I don't know about you, but you know, I, we pray for the coming of the Lord Jesus, the return of the Lord Jesus. Wouldn't it be cool if the Lord spoke to you and said, hey, guess what? You're not going to die until you see the Lord Jesus come in glory. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Well, God said that to Simeon. You're going you're gonna to see the Messiah with your own eyes. So Simeon was waiting. Man, he'd wake up in the middle of the night, be thinking about that. He'd dialogue with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit gives you a, 
a promise or shows you something about your future, one of the things you do is you dialogue with that. Otherwise, it kind of dies. If the Lord shows you that He's going to do something really cool in your life or take you somewhere or use you to do something, you talk to Him about that and you keep it alive and fresh with that dialogue. So Simon waited. And it says that one day the Holy Spirit nudged him with one of those leadings, says, go into the temple. So he obeyed and he went into the temple and he's in there and we don't know how long he waited, but he, he's in there knowing this was the answer to his prayers. And here comes Mary and Joseph and the Lord Jesus. And the Holy Spirit says, that's him. <laughs> and he rushes over I don't know if he snatched that baby out of their arms. I don't know what he did. Mary and Joseph probably wondered, what in the world's going on here? But he held the Lord Jesus in his arms and says, Lord, now I can go in peace because I've seen what you have been promising for thousands of years and people have been waiting for this to see it. And God chose this guy, Simeon, who we don't know what was special about him. He was a man who dialogued with the Holy Spirit. He walked with the Spirit He was led by the Spirit, and he got to hold the Messiah in his arms. That's what I want, (laughs) you know. When you're led by the Spirit, he's going to lead you into new adventures. When you are led by the Spirit, he's going to speak things to you that, that he might not be telling everybody. He's going to show you things. He's going to dialogue with you. He's going to lead you into prayer. <laughs> and you get to proclaim and back up what he's doing. It's a chance because, you know, you're, you're unique. God will show you things he's showing other people, but you're unique. He made you on purpose for a purpose. And, and he loves to show you things that are just for you. He loves to show you things that he's doing. You know? We don't get weird with that. We don't use it as, well, God showed me, so I know... The Lord Jesus is coming back on April 30th, you know, 2025. You know, it's not, it's, not, it's not that kind of weird thing. He'll just show you something He wants to do in your life. Hey, I want you to move to Louisville. Really? Mary says the same thing, that she heard the Lord. It's like, man, this is real. And then I can tell you that God did it, and we moved to Louisville. And it was a life-changing 10 years for us that we would not have experienced if we hadn't followed his lead. I'm no different than you. (laughs) I'm no more special than you. The Lord longs to talk to us. You can be young. You can be old. He wants to show us things. But you have to be in that dynamic, active relationship with him of conversation every day. And then it just becomes normal, and it's cool. So that's the first two. He says, walk in the Spirit, be led by the Spirit. And then the last one is this, live in the Spirit. That's just that consistency of doing it every day, that you have that, di- that active dialogue with the Lord every day. You're talking to Him. You're letting Him lead you. It's part of normal life. The Holy Spirit is, He's putting His, He's empowering you with love and power and resources as you do this. And it just becomes normal life. And you know, when you do that, and it becomes lifestyle, then you're, you're not a person who gets blown around with every little thing that comes. You know, there's, there's if, you, if you watch our world, you know, I've been watching our world over the last couple years, 
There are all kinds of theories and people are upset about things and there's this and that and people are offended by all these things and people are angry about things and people are just getting, like, getting blown. You know, we had a Kansas win the other day and man, you better, you better stand strong or you're going to get blown over, you know. And people are getting blown by life left and right because they're just not in that active dialogue with the Holy Spirit. And they're taking up these causes and, you know, we see it in politics, we see it at work. And people get offended and they just boom, boom, boom. We see it at church where people are getting blown by different winds that are just coming in. When we have that consistency of God's presence and that dialogue with Him, you're not a person who's going to get blown. You're going to be, there's going to be a stability about you that's going to be attractive to people because you're just not flying off with everything that comes along. That's important. Um, and this is where, you know, reading the Bible and being in prayer is so helpful to us because, you know, reading the Bible, Bible study, isn't quite so important unless you're dialoguing with the Holy Spirit about what you read. It's just information in here to help you act in wisdom. As we, as we interact with the Holy Spirit and follow His leading and walk with Him, you know, when I read the Bible, and I've got a Bible reading that I go through, and we're going to do this next year. If you want to jump in, we're going to talk about that next week. Uh, during our announcements, I want to tell you kind of what we're doing, if you want to jump in. But we dialogue with the Lord about what we're reading. We dialogue with the Lord about how that applies to my life, how it applies to our church, how it applies to our city. We talk to Him about it as we go. And um, it's so important for us. Let me give you a quick example, and I'll be done here in just a moment. Uh, Luke 2. This is after Simeon. Simeon goes and he picks up the baby Jesus, holds him in his arm. He makes his proclamation. This is the one right here that's going that's gonna, to gonna save us. And he's the consolation of Israel. And it says, And there was a, a prophetess named Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years. I think that applies to me now. I'm, I'm advanced in years. Not as old as she is. And had lived with her husband for seven years after their marriage, and then as a widow to the age of 84. So she got married young, lived with her husband for seven years. He dies, and now she's 84 years old. She did not leave the temple grounds serving night and day with fasts and prayers. And at that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak about Him, the Lord Jesus, to those who are looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Now, Anna was like Simeon. She had a dynamic relationship with the Holy Spirit like we're talking about today, walking in the Spirit, being led by the Spirit. Uh, she is an old lady. She's 84. And she realizes that when her husband dies, that she just wants to, she just wants to make the rest of her life about following the Lord and dialoguing about Him. So she practically lives in a woman's court of the temple. And that's a great picture for us of just wanting, you know, we, we can't just stop life and go live somewhere just pursuing the Lord. You know, we have jobs, we have kids, we have families, but it's just a picture of that relationship of following the Lord. And uh, she had been doing this for 60 years. And she had also been waiting for the Messiah to come. And no, God had never given her a specific word because she was tuned in to the Holy Spirit through walking with the Spirit and being led by the Spirit, 
when that was taking place right there, she was at the right place at the right time, and she knew instantly what was going on. This, this baby that just came in the door is the Messiah. She was tuned in, and she knew it. You know, one of the things, one of the characteristics of a person who's, who walks in the Spirit and is led by the Holy Spirit, they tend to be at the right place at the right time. God puts them where they need, they need to be uh, as a blessing to them and as a key person at the right place. We're reading about Anna today because she was in the right place at the right time and she got to be part of this story. And that is what the Lord does with us. You know, we, could, we tell jokes, you know, you've been in the wrong place at the, at the wrong time. You know, we've been in some of those situations. God wants you, as you follow the Holy Spirit, to be one of those people, you're in the right place at the right time. Just where you need to be. And God gives us stories of that. As you're in the right place at the right time and God's doing something, that is just really, really cool. And He will do that in your life. Right where you need to be. See, this is what we want for our lives. We want to experience the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. We want to walk in the Spirit. We want to be led by the Spirit. We want to live in the Spirit, just like Simeon and Anna. And when we do this, man, we're just going to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and what He's doing, and we're going to walk in peace, and it's going to open up opportunities to experience the Holy Spirit in greater ways. One thing I can tell you, as you do this, the Lord will lead you into experiences of His presence. I call them stepping stone experiences. Things that are going to help you carry a lot of ground, cover a lot of ground, and really move forward in the things of the Lord to mature you and get you ready. Some blessings of His presence. He's going to do that in your life. You know, when I first figured out how I was going to talk about this today, in the past I've talked about the experiences. Big experiences I've had, other people And I didn't want to do that today because I think that if we are led by the Spirit and walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit, those things are just going to come. You're going to have encounters with the Lord's presence where He just does something that's, we call it naturally supernatural. And you're going to see God move in your life. But there's no shortcuts. You know, sometimes He'll just do something big that you need, but usually it's going to come out of active dialogue and relationship with Him. That's what we want. And I'll tell you this, it doesn't matter where you've been, mistakes that you've made, messes that you've been involved in, He is offering you a chance to walk with Him and to start obeying. That's good for us. It's good for us. So how can we get this rolling? What can I I start doing right away to be that kind of person who's actively walking with the Holy Spirit? Let me just give you a couple quick thoughts. Number one, I would start, just start practicing those three-minute conversations with the Holy Spirit in your day. Two or three times a day. Just practice it. Write yourself a note. When you, when you, the, the Holy Spirit will tap you on the shoulder, and he'll, and he'll pull you into a chance to dialogue with Him for two or three minutes. You know, I, I'm at work. i got to concentrate on what I'm doing at work. But, you know, the Lord will tap me on the shoulder at just the right time where I can just, I can just kind of pull aside and talk to Him for a few minutes. Driving in the car at home, I'll get ready to turn on the TV. Holy Spirit tap me on the shoulder. Hey, instead of turning on the TV, why don't you dig into this book that I've been wanting you to read? <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll, just, he'll lead you into where he wants you to go. So take the time and the opportunity to dialogue with him 
three, four, five times a day, and just get in the habit of doing this, okay? Uh, The second thing is this. When he prompts you or speaks to you, uh, respond to that. Don't just let, don't, don't let it blow past you. Res- respond to what he's telling you to do. If he tells you there's something he wants you to do out of obedience, do it. You know? Uh, a lot of this is just learning as we go. If you feel like God wants you to call somebody on the phone, yeah, give it a try. You know, that's how we learn. You, you're not always going to get it 100% right. But we learn and we get better at it. Our batting average goes up, okay? So practice it, learn, and do what he says. Because you know, when you tell the Holy Spirit no, over and over and over again, you you get dull and you just don't hear his voice. As I was putting this together, I think that maybe, maybe you've experienced that. Maybe there was a time in your life where you just used to really hear from the Lord and you don't hear from him anymore. We'll just go back and say, Lord, is there a time where I've just, just started saying no? Show me what I can do just to, to get back on board with obedience. And he'll show you some things that you can do. But we get, we get dull to hearing the Lord because we don't do what he tells us to do. We have to, we have to do it with a yes and trust him. Now, the purpose of community is, you know, if, if you called me and said, you know, God said, give away all my money, empty out my bank accounts and give all my money to some organization, you know, I feel like it's the Holy Spirit. I'm like, well, let's talk about that. <laughs> you know, that's the purpose of our community, that if you're not sure if it's the Lord or not, there's people in this room that you can talk to and figure it out. Remember, it's going to be small things at first. He's not going to ask you to do some big, crazy thing. I want you to go to, you know, WSU and at lunch, I want you to stand up on the lunch counter or in your table. I want you to tell everybody about Jesus. Yeah, he might do that, but I would think probably he's going to say, why don't you go pray for this person? or share with this person. Big things will come, but he starts us out slowly. Remember, we don't, we don't bench press 400 pounds at first. We bench press 40, and then 80, and then more, maybe not even 40. I haven't been in Hawaii in so long, I think I forgot how to do 40. I'm gonna jump back in this next month after I'm, I got the, the go-ahead from the doctor. So practice the three-minute interactions with the Holy Spirit. Practice doing what he tells you to do. And then... Be in the Word and pray and dialogue with the Lord about the Word that you're reading. Talk to Him about the Bible. You're doing your Bible reading? You know, I read about Jonah this morning and his disobedience, and I'm just talking to the Lord about that. And God did some cool things in Jonah's life. We t- I, I engage with the Lord and interact with Him and talk about those things. And imagine your life like Simeon and like Anna, where you're interacting with the Holy Spirit all day long. And he begins to show you things that are just amazing. Imagine your life, because that's what he offers. And imagine our church community as we're all engaging with the Holy Spirit together and doing it. How much influence and how God's going to work through us and use us. It'll be, it'll be, be amazing. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you that you care so much about us that you bring us into what's on your mind and your heart and your thinking, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you that you want us to be part of what you're doing and not be on the outside. And Lord, we just give you a yes today. Holy Spirit, lead us into walking with you, hearing your voice and being led by you, and just living that consistent Holy Spirit-led life that we dream about. God, I thank you that you're working in us and through us to make this happen. And Lord, we want to cooperate. 
Lord, I, I just pray for anybody who just says, well, I can't do that. Anybody who's frustrated by that, Lord, just, oh, Lord, you're faithful to lead. I just pray for them, Lord. Just pray that you will just open the door for them ex- to experience you and encounter you and to know you. And Lord, I just pray um, that you would take the resources of heaven and bring them into our daily lives for your glory and for the good of people. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen.